Our biggest storage event just got stronger. The Store More Save More event going on now at the Home Depot. Get the exclusive 77-inch Husky welded I-beam steel shelving for just $179. It now holds up to 10,000 pounds. Plus, it's the only steel shelving with a full lifetime warranty. Find more Husky steel shelving online at homedepot.com. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Limited time only. Event and dates vary by store. Claim based on 2,500 pounds per shelf when evenly distributed. See store for details. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Hi everyone and welcome to the Talking Single podcast. I'm Crystal. I'll be your host today. And as usual, we've got Ribi, Rashida and Keisha. Hey ladies. Hello. How are you all feeling? Okay. Good Christmas. You? Yeah, nice. Did you get any nice presents? Yes, actually, I got fancy lipstick. So my neighbor Ooh. gave me um, um, this lipstick and mascara set, which was the fanciest I've ever had. So when I'm going on a date with Idris Elba, I'll be, I'll be sure to put my lipstick on. Babe. <laughs> I think it was a Valentino. I think it is Valentino. Valentino. Babe. And Idris Elba is taken. Okay, Idris Elba's brother. That looks exactly like him. Okay, now. <laughs> he's grown. What about his twin? <laughs> well, I don't think he has it. He's not a twin. So his brother that looks and sounds exactly like him. Cool. Anyone else get any nice presents? I got a book. Um, that was good. That's it. Nice. I got nice. lots of lovely gifts, I have to say. Some really oh, nice. Go on, yeah. tell us. Details, what? details. Wow, for me it was really nice. I got this amazing plant from a special lovely somebody sent me a really oh, oh. lovely plant, um, which well, I absolutely love because it's the only plant I cannot kill. <laughs> and I absolutely <laughs> love ferns. So she got me this lovely plant. My nieces and nephews pulled in money and got me this really lovely cashmere scarf. Um, mm. And they know I love fragrances. So they got me a fragrance set, which is really sweet. Yeah, and there's some other oh. gifts that, you know, let's not discuss. This is not, is before Watershed, Ooh. so we can discuss it after Watershed. There you go. Oh. Okay. Now I'm just curious. Crystal, how about you? Um, I got, I got only three uh, physical gifts this year, but I feel like the greatest gift for me was spending time with my nieces and the exciting look on their faces when I walked through the door. So that's the best present for me. Oh, kill vomiting now there. You can't vomit when someone talks about children. (laughs) How dare you? Too sweet, like it was (laughs) too sweet. (laughs) But I guess on the sweetness. Oh, that's sweet. That's lovely. Yeah. I have to say, though, there is something really lovely about nieces and nephews. My, my nephew is 
he's a boy, he's a man now. He's like, well, he's oh. 18, 19, too big for, too cool for school. But when he saw me, he was like, auntie. And he gives me the biggest hug on the planet. He was like, oh, auntie, you give the best hugs. And I'm like, look at this, you know, grown ass Negro still showing me some love. That is sweet, no? Yeah. But that's lovely Aww. though. And yeah yeah and that was about. exactly and that almost got taken away from her <laughs> i know right <laughs> but anyways so today's a bonus episode and we will be looking back at 2020 2020 the new f word <laughs> the good the good the bad and the downright ugly and our best bits. To say that 2020 has been a roller coaster is an understatement or a difficult year. And it's just, it's not just the pandemic that has made it difficult. Um, we've had a lot of joint experiences of pain. So some of them are the tragic deaths of celebrities like Kobe, Chadwick Boseman. Then we've had the BLM movement and all that came out of that and what um, prompted the movement. And then we've had the Nigerian um, NSARS movement. And all of these things have been traumatic to say the least. And then not to then talk of how the pandemic has actually affected us personally or the personal trauma, drama, and pain that it seems this year has dished out to every one of us. Um, are there any other um, things that you ladies can think of that I haven't killer mentioned? Killer hornets, killer hornets. If you remember the killer hornets that were like two inches big flying around Washington DC. And that thing terrified me because I was like, what on earth is flying around the UK? You know, but mm. The yeah, UK. That was another thing. It wasn't in the UK, it was in it was in DC, but apparently it's an Asian strain of killer hornets, but it was just totally unprecedented. And also don't forget the fires. Um oh yeah, yeah. that was the that fires. was yeah. The Were there locusts know? somewhere in in Africa? I yeah, heard about yeah. that. In Kenya, oh. that was just kind of killing all the all the harvests. Oh, These were like yeah. ah, okay, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. Oh my God, don't forget that the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle thing was this year when they moved to Canada. Oh my God, was yeah. it this year? I think it was this year when Jeez. they quit the royal family. Yeah, yeah, it was this year. Yeah, we heard, we heard a lot yeah. about that. And obviously, let's not forget, you know, Brexit is in effect as well. That's um, right, yeah. You know. Yeah. And the liberal use, use of the word unprecedented. I never want to hear that word again. <laughs> Oh, Gosh. and also Zoom calls. I office uh, mandated socials over Zoom. I never want to do that again in my whole life. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of died been... down a little bit, though. Mm. The whole Zoom yeah. call, all of that kind of yeah. died out a little bit. Yeah. I guess well, people are a bit tired of it. Who remembers that app? I, I know, right? We just, we, we were on it and then we were not. Yeah, I think four yeah. of us we rocked house party a bit. Yeah. When we did, party. we we did some cool stuff. We actually did a movie night. I don't think it was on house. Was it on house party? No, oh, we did Netflix and chill or something. Netflix yeah, and Netflix chill. Party, yeah, yeah. 
That was um, good, day, That was a defining moment in all our relationships. That was the day we found out that um, Keisha liked men with broad shoulders. Broad shoulders. <laughs> dependable like a Volvo. <laughs> I like reliable men. What can I say? Change things forever in my mind, for sure. I, never, <laughs> I don't think I laughed that much in my life that night, like I did that night. Okay, yeah. so... Um, what have been your hardest moments um, this year? Let's just go for it. Anyone? I think for me, at the, st- at the start of the pandemic, I was still hopeful, like, oh, yeah, we'll be home for one month. And while everyone started freaking out in March, April, I was fine. Because somewhere in my mind, I thought May would be on our way back to normal. So it was like the middle of May. Then I had a mini melt, person melt down. And I think I did not get out of bed for three or four days because I was just like, I'm fed up of all this mess. When are we getting, when are we um, getting out of this pandemic? But having said, I think that was this day, um, Ruby sent flowers randomly. So it was the flowers that actually got me out of bed. And I think that was, the, I think I put it on social media that day on Instagram that day because I think that was one of my lowest points I could not explain where or how but just know I didn't get out of bed all my meetings were from my bed in my pyjamas Mm -hmm. oh I I can I can relate I mean I I started the year started off pretty tough for me before even COVID started I wasn't working Um, I was looking for work Um, And it was, even though I was financially okay, I was still bothered about not having, not knowing what the future would hold. I was, it really stressed me out quite a bit. Um, And then just as I was about to start work, COVID hit. And that was fine initially. I had a routine and, and it just continued and it continued. And slowly, 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 I was getting much more, yeah depressed I guess is the word you know it's really starting to affect me but then at some point um the Black Lives Matter movement hit and that really triggered me that triggered me in a way I did not expect um I had issues at church I had issues at work um some are yet I would say not yet fully resolved but that was probably my hardest time, that, that Black Lives Matter, because what it meant for me as a Black woman was the many things that we have been managing and settling and accepting, it got to a point where you said, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to challenge some of those issues. That was, that was really, really hard. I, I remember a call with my boss and she was asking me, you know, how are you feeling? And I just... I think I just, I was shouting, I was crying. I was, I was like a mad person at that day. Oh. But it was a release to kind of be able to express how I felt. But that was kind of, I remember that was a real moment um, this year. Yeah. Yeah, I can feel that. I mean, for me, it's been a proper roller coaster of a year. Um, I went from in March when everything started to being really um, worried and careful to really now I'm just sort of over it and sort of 
we just have to get on with our lives. It's, it's just been such a devastating year. And in between, I went from being super organized and embracing all the being at home in the first lockdown. But by the second lockdown, which started in November, I was so over it. As in, it, it was that one month of that second lockdown was probably the hardest thing um, this year for me because I just couldn't drag myself into the positive person I was earlier in the year. And now we've got a third lockdown. I'm like, all right, let's, let's just get out there and do what we can. So it has been a proper roller coaster of a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy year. And everything you guys mentioned kind of affected me. I remember the BLM movement. I'd wake up every morning and just cry. And then the NSARS movement gave me sleepless nights. Yeah. But what hit, what disturbed me, and I think made me really sob the most, was when I heard that a family member had terminal cancer because uh-huh. she's really young. And for me, that was just like the last straw. I was like, what the actual fuck? Uh-huh. Can we just get a frigging break this year? Like she's young, she still has a baby, she has three children. And I was just like, but why, why? And for me that, I would say that was the moment that brought me to my knees. Everything else I think I was managing, but that moment just hit me, it hit me hard. Yeah. 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 It's it's been There's been so many deaths this year too, of close family friends or people sort of not so close and, all quite young um and that that's been also a hard blow because it brings your more more mortality you know it it makes yeah yeah just a little bit closer yeah 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 totally totally i think it just reminds us that you know i was saying to um i was saying to a friend we recently heard that one of our friends younger brother passed away all of a sudden and we were talking about, you know, fragility of life, mortality of life. That, you know, as, as, as once upon a time, you, you pass, is it 60, 70? They say you're living on borrowed time. That's not the case anymore, right? It's like mm-hmm. every day you wake up, it's like you have an opportunity. It's a, it's, it's a gift you've been given to live life because we, we all don't know about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it just puts things into perspective to take each moment and, you know, own it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One thing I think I've done this year is normally my mom and dad, my sister and I, we always joke that they love arguing over the littlest thing, like the sky is blue. No, it's not that blue. It's kind of blue. But this year I've just realized they're not going to be here or it just made me remember that they're not going to be here forever. So I made an effort to call them every day. And I think it's been good, mostly. I mean, sometimes, they get, like everybody's parents, they just annoy the hell out of you, but it's made me appreciate them more and I've talked to them more, so. Yeah. 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 Um, so what has disgusted you the most this year? Can I go first? Yeah, sure. So what has annoyed me the most is the hate Marcus Rashford got over the free school meals. The uh, petition, like the government, to carry yeah. on the free school meals during school holidays, and the amount of hatred he got, 
And luckily, well, one good thing came out of that hatred. One of the most vile human beings has been, was banned permanently off Twitter. We're not gonna name her name. We're not, I'm not gonna mention her name, but she was banned off Twitter. And I failed to see how he had to take Marcus Rashford and people signing petitions for the government to give these children the free school meals during holidays. It's hard enough that it's a pandemic, but I feel like no child should go hungry. It shouldn't even be a debate. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be something that in 2020 we're talking about and hoping and begging the government to do. And, and the, sorry, and, and the fact that they did an about turn and like only, only when enough media retention was garnered exactly. and they realized how much support that Marcus was having, that's when, you know, the government now did an about turn and did something yeah. about it. What I don't understand is if you're going to prioritize anything in life, right? Would you not prioritize the feeding of a child? Exactly. The feeding of a child who cannot feed themselves, who cannot go out and work, who is you know, dependent on people who maybe cannot support them. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, and I get that the government doesn't have an endless pocket, but surely there must be other things they can cut to feed the kids. It's 15 pounds a week, for God's yeah. sake. I mean, seriously. But it just shows... After how much do they spend on the track and trace? I was about to say, I mean, it just shows where their priorities are. Not that track and trace is unimportant, but we're talking about feeding children who cannot feed themselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, obviously the NHS is important, but I'm talking about they should be able to look at their budget and look at other places where they can make a few savings just to be able to feed these children. Exactly. It should be a conversation that we're having in 2020. We're the great Britain, aren't we? So let's be great and feed the kids. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> I think Maybe. two things um, disgusted me this year. One is, even in the wake of Black Lives Matter, we still see instances of white fragility. And the continuation of when you raise your voice, the response of this white fragility continues to disgust me. I experienced something at work where um, a white guy said something to me and I held into account. And the next thing I saw was uh, white fragility in action. And I almost had to backtrack. I refused to backtrack, but I was, I caught myself backtracking to say, no, this is, this is white fragility. And, and that reaction and that response continues to disgust me where, wherever I see it. It just continues to disgust me. That's that's the autopilot response. When you stand up and you want to own your blackness, you get this white fragility response and that continues to disgust me. The other thing that disgusts me is how, and I'm not really a government basher. I really don't, I think the government has a tough job to do but I really was disgusted about the very last minute about turn that they did on Christmas. Oh. Um, they had originally said, you know, people had five days that they could go and spend with their family, rightly or wrongly. I actually don't even want to go into that. They'd made a call. And then a few days before, two, three days before, they did a complete about turn. And, and what that did is it crushed the hopes of so many people living alone like myself who were looking forward to finally spending time with family, taking precautions, you know, and all of a sudden that was, that was gone. I cannot tell you how many single people 
were in tears, calling me, discussing what are we going to do? You know, it, Christmas indeed had been cancelled. There was no consideration for people that were living alone and how that had devastated them or people that were going to go and spend time with families, how that had devastated their plans. And for many people, it really was a ruined Christmas. And that was just for me, just a complete disregard for people's you know, emotional well-being. And that really, really disgusted me. Yeah. And to yeah. add to that, for small businesses as well, like beauticians, hairdressers that had been banking on the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday sales to boost all the time, all the missed revenue that they lost during the lockdown. They did not even give them enough time to even pack as many clients, rightly or wrongly, on the days we're allowed to open. It was four o'clock on Saturday and all of a sudden said, you're closing from tomorrow. Luckily, well, I got my hair done. So I'm looking cute. Thank you very much. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> yeah, but you know, Isha, it's just, yeah, it's, I mean... It's just, it's, just, it's just disgusting management of, of, of people's yeah, lives, you know? Totally. It's disgusting, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, the two things were um one was the whole black lives matter um situation i think being an immigrant living in the uk it's something that i've learned to live with and that movement sort of opened up a lot of wounds a lot of things that we took for granted and thought were normal which in society which i'm realizing now they're not normal it was around this time when you, I found some, you know, colleagues speaking about it and realize what's in their head. They get it so wrong. They don't understand. Some of them don't even believe it's a problem. And you're like, geez, these are the people I'm working with. These are the people that, you know, are looking at me and thinking I'm different. I mean, and then you realize that some of you, some people just think you are less than because you're black and it's not always intentional. It's just something that's in the back of their mind that, you know, this is how a dog needs to be treated, or this is how a pet needs to be treated, you know. Um, oh, but I don't treat you like that, but that's not the point. It's not just about you alone. It's about your wider influence and the people around you. And I think um, highlighting the need for allies, um, and also I learned how to talk to these people in a non-confrontational confrontational way, or even sometimes you don't need to even engage with people for my own self-care and that was that was that was something I really learned this year and that was something that had such a big impact on me this year the second thing was I think I learned more about UK politics than I'd ever um, learned before and the government's way of doing things was consistent in terms of how they handled Brexit in terms of how they handled the virus and there was just an understanding of wow, this, these leaders are totally out of touch with what we are experiencing and feeling because they have never experienced the things we've experienced. So that's why they make the decisions they do in the way that they do it. And that's had a big impact on me. Yeah. Yeah, I would echo every single thing you all said. I don't even think I have anything else to add because you've said it 
really well from the BLM movement to the nonsense that they did just before Christmas that made me so angry and uh, yeah I felt like Nikki from Big Brother where venom was pouring through my veins and I needed to punch somebody but there was nobody to punch gosh (laughs) but now let's focus on the positives what has brought you joy this year Um, for me, what has brought me joy? You guys have brought me joy. Cue the no, seriously, <laughs> actually, this the beginning of this um pandemic and everything. At least we spoke every day or every other day, and you guys were my invisible or, or visible support system. As in, I guess and maybe I've never said it, but thank you, and I appreciate and I love Aww. you, women. Oh. Love then also, back. oh, you do? Oh, thank you. <laughs> of course, we do. Um, Kisha, I didn't hear you say you love me though. I said, Love you right back. Thank you, darling. Oh, <laughs> you're so special. <laughs> but yeah, so you women definitely. Then also, what has brought me m- m- the most joy is the, the, I don't know. Okay, no. So my love language is gifts. But the number of gifts and the number of gifts I've got this pandemic has been insane. My birthday, I don't think I've ever got that many presents ever. Not even when I turned 21 or 30 combined. This year, people just, my friends and family have just shown themselves over and over and over again. People just showing up for you when you don't expect it. And I think that has made the pandemic bearable. Because there were some days, like all of us had, that would just be like, oh God, when would this end? When can I see my friends and stuff? But you just keep getting a knock on the door and you just get presents, people calling you and stuff. So that never ending show of love has brought me the most joy. So to everybody that has brought me joy in some way, form or shape, thank you all of you. I love you and I appreciate you more than you know. Oh, nice. That's really nice. Yeah, it was nice, actually. <laughs> I want to echo what you said. I think quite a few things that brought me joy this this year. I think um, I think the relationship between my sister and my brother has not always been the best because there's a bit of an age gap between us. But for some reason, this pandemic, we've been we've been closer than ever before. I think they've just been amazing. Um, my sister sends me messages. My brother is a prayer warrior. He's always sending me quotes, videos. Um, I think that's been amazing. Um, you guys have been awesome. I remember when the, uh, the pandemic started and we used to do these 11 o'clock-ish video calls every day. Yep. Um, that was just a lifesaver. It really was a lifeline. Um, I started what happened to those videos don't you guys love don't you guys love don't we love each other anymore why don't we do those videos anymore I don't know I know right we should right we should but those were just like spontaneous awesomeness I don't know what to call it I don't know the English word but it was spontaneous and it was awesome (laughs) Um, and then um, finishing my house despite the pandemic that brought me a lot of joy you know, doing this by myself. Is the pool finished now? Yes, honey. There's a there's a little you know 
you know, tub that you can come and, and soak in if you want anytime. <laughs> but that, that brought me a lot of joy, just finish and saying, this is my, this is my place. I, I did this, you know, that's mm-hmm. brought me, you know, having a little haven that I can call my own the way I want it to be. That brought me a lot of joy. I think my relationship with God is in a really good place. Um, and that's brought me maybe not, not necessarily joy, but it's brought me a lot of contentment as well. Um, and yeah, you, you know, friends like you guys, you know, you can't, you can't buy them in the market as they say, you know, ride or die chicks. You know, I think that's been, you guys have been awesome in more ways than I care to think about. Each one of you has shown up when I least expected it, but when I needed it. So thank you so much, ladies. Lovely. You're welcome. You're welcome. Keisha. You're no welcome. need to cry. No need to cry. No tears allowed. <laughs> no, you love us. We love you back. Keisha. Oh man. It's it's been a it's it's this year has shown me who my friends are and how much I love them. And I don't know what else to say apart from that, to be fair. I, 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 uh, Ruby was so eloquent, but honestly, it's it shown me who my friends are. And yeah, cause yeah. Well, Go on, use like, your words, baby girl. She wants to cry. Oh my God, is, wait, 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 wait. Is Keisha about to cry, really? The stone, cold, the, the stone cold the stone cold the romantic the stone heart cold is about to cry i know it's i know just here to kiss her it's been it's been it's been real it's been real you know it's been real it's been real it's been real yeah i think um for me i posted something today crystal's mindfulness monday and i feel like love definitely won this year with everything that this people showed up and showed out with their love and that has meant a lot family showed up and showed out for me I got closer to my nieces because I spent more time than I would ever ever spend with them and that is precious because they got to know me more I got to know them more and there is a definitely a better bond there the bond is stronger than it would have ever been but then there's also the friends. And yeah, it's just, I yeah. To sum it up, I'm just going to say, despite everything that has happened, the sadness, love has definitely won this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? Let me turn it the other way. Yes, we've talked about all the things that you're like, oh God, 2020, la la la. And there's so many hashtag 2020 cancelled and all. But I've refused to say I cancelled 2020 for one reason, because I'm like, in spite and despite all the pandemic and all the bad things that have happened, 2020 for me hasn't exactly been the worst because I thank God I still have a job. I can still work from home. I have my family and my friends. And when I look at it, the biggest impact um, the pandemic had on me was I couldn't go out or hang out with my friends or travel as I wanted overall I'm still doing okay so I'm still one of the very very few people that refused to cancel 2020 I'm just like yes it wasn't the best but it's not cancelled 
Nice. I forgot to mention one of the things that brought me joy this year is this is this podcast. Oh yeah. It has really brought me joy. Something to focus on, mm. a nice projects that I actually enjoy doing. So yeah, mm. definitely this podcast has brought me so much joy this year. Yeah, mm. yeah. And and shout out to Crystal because she's been she's yep. been a powerhouse as our social media manager. Go social media thank you. queen. Insta queen Crystal. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. We are proud of you, Crystal. I appreciate it. The, the um Instagram will just be one post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of forwarded posts. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Talking about podcasts, what are your top podcasts this year? One, two, or three? Just quickly. Yeah. So I'll start. Um, I'm not, oddly enough, I'm not a podcast person so much. Um, but there is one podcast that I love listening to. It is a HBR podcast, Harvard, Harvard Business Review. It's called Women at Work. Okay. Um, I really like it because it just gives women sound advice about navigating work. It takes issues head on and it just gives you some really good grounding fundamentals. And it talks about issues that women face, you know, going back to work, um, challenges at work, how to bring your best self to work. I just I really, really find it a, a brilliant, useful, informative, uh, relaxing podcast. So that's that's the one I would say. Okay. Um, for me, I have three podcasts. First is this, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called the Talking Single Podcast. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> Amazing oh. women. Oh my God, you have to listen to them actually. They're really, really, really amazing. So they, they're friends, I think. And they just talk about every love life and everything in between and do it with a dash of style. Boom! Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my top one, obviously. The second one is something called I Said What I Said to Nigerian girls that just talk about everything Nigerian. And I really like them because they do it with a lot of humor and I find myself laughing out loud a lot. Then the last and wait, wait, wait. Are you gonna say thank you to the person who actually recommended that podcast? To yeah, you? thank you to the person that recommended that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the person is called Crystal. Thank yes. you, Crystal. You're welcome. <laughs> then the last one is called Intelligence Squared. So it's just a debate about everything. It's a serious podcast. It just they just bring people and they debate random things, maybe like Brexit or is the Great Brit is what's so great about Great Britain or they talk about Israel and Palestine. So I'm a bit of a news nerd. So I like those sort of stuff. So those are the three ones that I listen to regularly. Rashida out. Mine, mine are the Economist Morning Briefing, which I've gotten, it's just like three or four minutes and I literally listen to it every morning. It's like a new summary of the day before. Um, and the other one is the Diasporadicals, Ooh. which, um, yeah, yeah I, I really like that show. I they really get, they were our guests. Lot. Yeah. Aww. They're well, awesome, awesome ladies. Yeah. That, that's a good one. Yeah. That it? 
Um, there's another one, and I. Oh, I can't. Mm, what we call talking single? It, well, talking single was definitely top of my list. Can't believe um, you mentioned it first. That's in seriously. I apologize. No, it's because you've already mentioned it. That's why. Oh yes, the refeat. The Refeats podcast, oh my God, I, it's, I love that podcast. I listen to it a lot. Like, especially all the days that we're out walking and stuff. I, I listen to that a lot. Yeah. The Refeats podcast, mm. yeah. Yes. Sorry, I, I gave three also, but yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I said two, uh, top two or three. Um, I, <laughs> I have listened to a whole load of podcasts this year because within the podcast community, people are always asking you to check out their podcasts. But the ones that have stood out to me is I said what I said, those Nigerian girls, they're just so funny, yep. great banter great friends they just literally i know that i'm gonna giggle and it's long but you actually enjoy it mm -hmm. and then the second one for me has to be the rap party boys because despite sometimes chatting a lot of shit <laughs> they make me laugh so much and they do make sense sometimes but sometimes it's like mm, but i guess it's a boy's point of view so i will never always agree but no good those are the two that stand out and oh, one last um, mention for podcast I really like is the Say Your Mind podcast with the girl Kelechi. She's fiercely, she's so blunt. And I just, I don't know if you guys, she's the one that has the Sally from HR skit. Yeah. So if she's very, she's fiercely protective of like black people and women. And I just absolutely love her. She's one person that if you get into a fight, you just need her to come and just tongue lash the person for you and move on. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So what has been your um, favorite episode from uh, season one or two uh, of the Talking Single podcast this year? Um, Keisha, Keisha knows. Mine was lessons to my former, to my younger self. That was ah. my, yeah, reference to my younger self. That was an eye-opening episode for me. Um, and that mm, was interesting. Interesting. Um, I, ooh, it's, it's really difficult. I loved um, uh, The Broken Vagina, and it's one of the ones we get asked about the most. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that <laughs> and not go on and on. Rashida? For me, it was the Friendships podcast because, well, I hosted that, so I did quite a bit of research and it just made me dig deep and look inside and reevaluate all my friendships and stuff. So I actually really like that. It forced me to face some truths that I wasn't facing or, yeah. For, for me, it was actually lessons to my younger self. I think it's probably one of our most popular podcasts, but I just really love the reflection of how we've evolved over time. Um, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that episode um, for sure. Yeah, I think the other one I have to pick two though is we did a two part on Black Lives Matter um, and we had JP join us. I thought that was very introspective. Rapid fire. <laughs> talking about um jp um which we, we just like to say thanks to our guests um 
and that is thank you to the diasporadicals who were on our colorism episode which was really really good thanks to tim anthony ford who was on the toxic masculinity episode and next year we'll be having jp um back um with cedric and they came on an episode what's love got to do with it but um that won't be posted till next year but we just wanted to say thank you so much to them they've been uh, amazing and we really really appreciate them and now and don't forget um auntie rue as well oh geez how could i (laughs) have forgotten my own friend rusi please forgive me i can't believe it Oh, oh my God! Thank you, Ruby. Erusi, please forgive me. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I did it when I was drunk. That's why. <laughs> That's when she will remember your nearest and dearest. Wow, oh. yeah. that was a good guys. Episode come as well. on, that was, that was one. one. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones to record. Actually, the self love, self love. Yeah, it was really, really good. So yeah, thank you, Erusi, so much. Um, and back to rapid fire. So, what are your hopes for 2021? Keisha, go. Um, I just hope that COVID goes away. <laughs> well, I know it's not going to go away, but I think I just hope that um, retail experiences, activities, things open back up in a safe manner. So we can resume our normal lives. And I think that's my number one hope for the year. We need to resume a semblance of normality because at the moment it feels like we're in limbo. Yeah, for sure. Rashida? Um, I'll say pandemic managed. I don't know how, whether real life returns or we have a new normal, hate that word, something like that. Pandemic managed, new job, pay rise, love interest and yeah that's it and ruby so uh i started off the year as cautious optimistic romantic and i will continue to be optimistic and romantic so for 2021 my hope is that we each find our definition of love covid regardless pandemic regardless and lockdown regardless we find our own you know definition of love yeah amen amen Amen. that's a good one actually yeah yeah that's really nice um i hope in 2021 that i can get out of this country (laughs) (laughs) but having said that crystal people that traveled People that wanted to travel still travel. Dubai was packed. So I'm many- not going. I'm not putting my life at risk of COVID. No, no but yeah, to be fair, the other rest. countries handled it better because I traveled this year and it was fine. I'm just scared that I'm going to catch it on a flight. Yeah, fair enough. So that's why I, I did not go anywhere this year. So I'm, I'm hoping for some normality next year. That means that I can continue to live my life. And I'm hoping that I can get my hands on somebody's son next year. Oh my Woo-hoo! God! <laughs> somebody's you have to, son. You, you have to wonder somebody's son because he's going to walk out of your house with with bow legs and bent legs. <laughs> Why bow legs? Oh my God! 
she's going to handle him. Oh my god, he's going to leave happy. There you go. He's gonna leave that's, happy, that's all. smiling, smiling. He's gonna leave smiling. Mm-hmm. So and that's a wrap for yeah. 2020. It's been a roller coaster, but I think we've had a good, a good r- drive of it. Mm-hmm. So we thank we thank God for his mercies this year and we can only pray and only hope that 2021 is way better finally would like to say thank you to all our listeners we appreciate you for all your for listening all your comments all your support and would like to say thank you to all um, our followers on instagram and twitter you have been awesome And also I want to say thank you to the podcast community, which I didn't even know existed until we started um, this podcast. And it's really nice to be a part of such a lovely supportive community. So thank you. Um, Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and remember to rate, comment and review us on Apple Podcasts. We hope that 2021 is better for us all. And that is the end. Goodbye, 2020. Bye, 2020. We look forward to 2020. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Yeah, happy new year. It all started with a grilled cheese sandwich. Two simple pieces of bread, some butter, and a slice of American cheese. But after making it day after day, week after week, I hungered for more. Colby, provolone, gouda. But gouda wasn't good enough. I wanted great. I added tomatoes, pickles, jalapenos. If I could birth this gooey work of art in my tiny, modest kitchen, imagine what I could do in a gourmet chef's kitchen. So I called U.S. Bank about loaning me some extra cheddar. Now I had the mad cheese skill and a superior grill. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At LL Flooring, we have endless waterproof options that can stand up to the most chaotic of households. All in stock, ready for you to browse. So, when your kids ask if they can get another puppy and swear they'll clean up after it, the floor is not an issue. You'll just have to find another excuse. These are the floors homes are built on. Lumber Liquidators is now LL Flooring. See what your beautiful new floor will look like before you install. Try Picture It, our online visualizer, only at llflooring.com.